0: It is not that I have already taken hold of it or have already attained perfect maturity, but I continue my pursuit in hope that I may possess it, since I have indeed been taken possession of by Christ Jesus. Now, from our Spanish Mass texts, this verse reads, I do not mean that I have already achieved that ideal or that it is already perfect, but I strive to conquer it, because Christ Jesus has conquered me. Those are stronger words than in the English. I like it. (laughs) Just above this section now of St. Paul's letter to the Philippians, he talks about how he had done everything as perfectly as possible as a Pharisee to accomplish righteousness in God. This even included what he thought was right in persecuting the early church. Here's my first point. St. Paul as a Pharisee believed he was doing what God was calling him to do. He was convinced he needed to eliminate the early church because it was a threat to Judaism. How did God react? We read about that in the Acts of the Apostles where Paul is knocked to the ground and Jesus speaks to him saying, Paul, why are you persecuting me? The point here is that if we are convinced we are following God's call on our lives, we need to continue to pursue the course that we are on. This is especially true in sacramental marriages and in consecrated life. If God has called people to a sacramental marriage or to a religious life, there had better be some very convincing ideas coming from God to take us away from what we have committed to. However, if we have it out of line, it becomes God's responsibility to correct us. We need to be open to His voice to hear a correction and it took a lot for God to get Paul's attention. This is a very important point, but there is more that I would like to get to in into this uh, reading today. My second point is this. Paul came to understand that he was doing, what he was doing as a Pharisee, was not living the righteousness of God, the righteousness from God. He describes in this reading we have today, where that righteousness comes from. It comes from allowing ourselves to be conquered by Christ. There's an old catechism saying in the church that says, Once a person experiences the riches of Christ the Lord, he looks down on everything else, property, wealth, and honors he views as filth. For there is nothing that can compare with that supreme treasure, nothing that can be placed beside it. Do you want to gain every treasure worth valuing? Surrender to Christ. Surrender to his righteousness. The expression, the righteousness of God, refers to the state of righteousness or justice, or if you will, justness, in which a person is placed when God gives him grace. This is called righteous, the righteousness of God, because man cannot attain it through his own efforts. It is a free gift of God. This is important. The fact that righteousness comes from God does not mean that it is something external to us. For righteousness does not merely mean that we are called righteous, but that we really are righteous in God's eyes. Let me repeat that idea. The fact that righteousness comes from God does not mean that it is something external to us. For righteous does not, righteousness does not mean merely that we are called righteous, but that we are righteous in God's eyes. That is what Paul, St. Paul is saying in another place where he says, we are a new creation in Christ. The old order has been done away with. We are made new. This brings me to my last point. It is one we cannot ignore. Paul described it very early in this reading we have today. Brothers and sisters, I, for my part, do not consider myself to to have taken possession. Just one thing, forgetting what lies behind, but straining forward to what lies ahead, I continue my pursuit toward the goal, the prize of God's upward calling in Christ Jesus. Paul understands that he has not yet conquered this life. This is another way of saying that he understood that there's always a risk of falling away from the faith. But he under, also understood that because Christ had already conquered sin and death and the grave, that Jesus had already set the pattern for how Paul would conquer the same. We should not consider it a throwaway comment by St. Paul here. He understands that we are called to complete, excuse me, called to compete, to conquer. To possess this holiness of life that God is offering to us. Christ has conquered, and we conquer with Him. As we are drawing close to the commemoration of Christ's conquering of sin and death and the grave, we need to invest in this same battle as we finish Lent. If you have backed away or given up on whatever you had planned to do for Lent, now is the time to recommit. Now is the time to drive forward, to conquer those things that keep us from being in the righteousness of God. He has given us all the benefits we need, all the grace we need to stand firm in His ways, in His holiness, not for our sake, while we do receive a benefit, but for the sake of the glory of God who deserves everything we can give. We hear of wars and rumors of wars throughout our world, And we have a battle going on in our own souls. Now is the time to step up with the power of God, given to us by His grace, His righteousness, and conquer in the name of Christ. Pope St. Leo the Great said, No one, however weak, is denied a share in the victory of the cross. No one is beyond the help of the prayer of Christ. Does the militaristic sound of that cause you problems? We are in a battle for our souls. Jesus has won the war, but each of us needs to win our own battles. And if you do not know you're in a battle, you've already lost it. Let us pray. Lord Jesus, you have conquered sin and death and the grave. We turn to you during this last part of Lent and invite you to conquer our hearts. Conform them to your own sacred heart, that we may give to you what you truly deserve. And also, that we may receive what you freely offer to us, that we may be the very righteousness of God before a world torn apart by war and violence. Help us to conquer in the name of your holy peace, in the name of your holy kingdom. And as Paul prayed that he not be excluded, so we pray that we not be excluded from your holiness, from your eternal life. Amen.